Let us hear God's word found in the eighth chapter of the gospel according to Matthew. Now when Jesus saw great crowds around him, he gave orders to go to the other side. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. A windstorm arose on the sea, so great that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us, we're perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a dead calm. They were amazed, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You have to be impressed with Matthew's honesty. He was on board that day when a microburst almost swamped their boat, and he doesn't gloss over the terror that he and the others felt. That's what's so refreshing about the Bible. People in the Bible do not have halos over their heads. They, they simply do not fit the image projected by some of today's preachers that Christians should always be happy and successful and well-adjusted and never, never afraid. That obviously wasn't true of these early believers, and Matthew doesn't mind admitting it. Carol and I had our picture taken for your most recent pictorial directory here at San Marino. And when the portraits arrived in the mail, lo and behold, we were wrinkle-free. <laughs> no stray hairs, no liver spots, not a single line in the forehead. The photographer had airbrushed the negatives and made us look at least 30 years younger than we are. Dear friends, there are no attempts to airbrush the people in the Bible. These literary artists paint it like it is. They are as devious and doubting, as fearful and faithless as we are. And they do not hesitate to lay it all out on the pages of Holy Scripture. While flying to Washington, D.C. a few years ago, Carol and I were watching the uh, in-flight movie when suddenly there was a loud bang, and it wasn't turbulence. When smoke began to fill the cabin of the plane, my pulse started racing and my body went rigid with fear. I kept saying to Carol, the plane is still flying, we're going to be okay. The plane is still flying, we're going to be okay. But beneath all that bravado, I was absolutely certain we were going down to our death. The pilot, who later told us that he couldn't even see his instrument panel because of the smoke, 
put that plane into a steep descent of 3,000 feet per minute, uh, per minute and headed for St. Louis. Now, friends, I've been a believer in God all my life. But when the oxygen masks tumbled down, it was as if I had never memorized the 23rd Psalm or preached a single sermon on faith. When it comes to facing death, or for that matter, the loss of a job, a divorce, an unwelcome diagnosis, I don't think I'm an exception. Fear and anxiety are as widespread among us believers as anyone else in the population. And Jesus puts his finger on the reason. Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Little faith. Isn't that an apt nickname for many of us, at least some of the time? Oh, we have, we have big faith when our health is robust and there's money in the bank. But when we are swamped by storm-driven waves, isn't faith one of the first things we throw overboard? On the other hand, I would like to know Jesus' tone of voice when he said, you of little faith. Was he being judgmental? You hypocritical phonies, oh, you're, you're great believers when the sun is shining, but you throw in the towel at the first hint of danger. Or perhaps he was just expressing disappointment in them. Look, I've invested so much in your spiritual education, and the first time you're tested, you let me down. I don't think so. I believe Jesus was being simply matter of fact. Why are you afraid? Well, it's because you're human. <laughs> because you're human, you have little faith. I believe Jesus was being matter of fact because of all people, Jesus knows our limitations. He remembers Psalm 103.14 where God says to His people, I know your frame. I remember that you are dust. I like Eugene Peterson's translation of that verse. He knows how He made us. He keeps in mind that we're made of mud. And because we're made of mud, because we're human, of course we're not perfect. Of course we don't always have a huge and victorious faith because we're human. We give in to fear and anxiety. And yet, these disciples did have faith, didn't they? Even if it was just a little faith, it was nevertheless faith. Moreover, it was faith in Jesus. They didn't dial 911 or send up a distress flare. They turned to Jesus in their peril. Lord, save us, we are perishing. And Jesus, even though he may have been unimpressed with their little faith, stills the storm and the waves and saves his friends. 
Dale Bruner, one of our esteemed neighbors at Monte Vista Grove, wrote the following comment in his wonderful commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus did not say, as he might have, come back later when your faith is stronger and less fearful, and then I will help you. He takes us as we come. And if we come with hardly any faith at all, he cannot pretend that he is flattered, but he does go immediately to work. What really matters in the final analysis is that Jesus helps us however we come to him, even with little faith. He helps us however we come to Him, even with little faith. When smoke filled the cabin that day, several years ago, Carol took my hand and she said to me, let's pray the Lord's Prayer. And when we finished praying the Lord's Prayer, she went on to pray for our three daughters and for their families. If they were prayers motivated by fear, nevertheless they were prayers addressed to to the God whose love is continual. They were addressed to our saving God who has made His saving grace made known to us in Jesus Christ. And I will be forever grateful that she had more faith than I had that day that it was she who prompted us to pray, that it was she who went on to pray, and not for our deliverance, but for the welfare of our children and their families. Now, did her prayers and the undoubted prayers of a lot of other people on the plane that day save us from catastrophe? Or was it the skill of the captain who, in spite of the fact that he could not see his instruments, yet somehow guided that plane with only one engine to a perfect emergency landing in St. Louis. Well, God alone knows the answer to those questions. What I know is that even if we were spared that day, there will come a day when we will not be spared, when no amount of prayer will save us from death. But then... Especially then, this episode of stilling the storm will have its true fulfillment. Because then, especially then, our lives will be held up in the hands of our loving God whose salvation is based not on the strength of our faith, but on the sufficiency of His love. Then, Especially then, our Savior will get up once again and rebuke not the wind and the waves, but death itself. And then He will turn to you, to every one of you sitting here today. And He will say to you, whether you have great faith or little faith, I will keep faith with you. Come, O blessed of my Father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Thanks be to God.